0: Hello, good day. This is Eugene Capis of John 1, podcast. The Holy Bible is our greatest tool of experiencing God in our life as it holds testimonies and manifestations of God's unconditional love for us. It is our instrument to learn more about our Catholic faith, allowing us to know God's wisdom, experience Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, making us the Church of Christ for others. The liturgical Bible study is a tool that will surely lead us to this. The LBS is ideally done once a week that would focus on the readings of the upcoming Sunday Mass. It will go through a process of dissecting the Gospel, the first reading and second reading, to get the central message of the readings and how it is applicable to our lives. I encourage everyone listening to open their Bible and join us to know more of our faith. So joining us today for this LBS podcast is our uh, very uh, own, our ever-dependent uh, Ernesto Estong Berido. So good day to you and welcome to John One Fourteen 14 podcast.
1: Uh, hello, good evening and welcome everyone in, in our podcast uh, this evening. Uh, good morning, good afternoon uh, for the rest of the world.
0: Thank you and also welcome to the podcast our brothers and sisters from Canada, from India, from Japan, from New Zealand, from Oman, from the Philippines, from UK, from UAE, Uruguay, US, Singapore, Vietnam, and in Thailand. Let us start with an opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come in your presence. We offer to you our time in ourselves. Open our hearts, open our minds. Permit us to participate in this liturgical Bible study. We knock on your door of knowledge. Allow us entry to move closer to you. We seek your wisdom and the gift of understanding. We ask for the grace of knowledge. Allow us to focus on the words. Let there be more of you and less of us. Remove from us any feelings of unworthiness. We offer you in a special way the people who are listening right now. Wherever they may be, whatever situation they may find themselves in, we ask, O Lord, that you allow them to learn with us as they open their Bible and join us in reading and understanding the liturgy. Send your Holy Spirit to empower and enlighten us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So today's text will be taken from the readings of this coming Sunday, 18th of February, 2024. Seek first the kingdom of
1: God, and his righteousness. And all this thing shall be added unto you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. And believe in the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So we will explore the gospel text. We will go into the detail of the text, decoding it verse by verse. So I will facilitate by asking questions. Let's visualize the text. You, on the other hand, will look for answers from the text or verses that will shed light and understanding on the reading. Okay, so let's do this, Brother Estok.
1: Okay, excited now.
0: So in Mark chapter one verse twelve. Okay. Um. Where did the Spirit drove Jesus?
1: Um. Based on, on that verse, Jesus was uh, drove out into the desert.
0: Okay. So let's proceed on the. Uh, Uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 13. So how long was Jesus in the desert?
1: Um, Jesus was there for 40 days. And in other gospel reading, uh, they specified 40 days and 40 nights. And he was fasting. Mm.
0: Okay, so and while he was there, so what happened to Jesus while he was in the desert?
1: Jesus was tempted in the desert and was among beasts.
0: Okay, and then who, on the same verse, who administered to Jesus?
1: Jesus was administered by the angels.
0: Okay, so let's proceed in uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 14. So, when did Jesus came to Galilee?
1: Um, Jesus came to Galilee when John was uh, arrested. As we know uh, from the Gospel of St. Matthew uh, chapter 14, John was arrested on the account of Herodias, the wife of Herod's brother, Philip. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, yes. And uh, let's continue on the last verse. On Mark chapter 1 verse 15, uh, ah, sorry, on, on the same verse 14, which gospel was Jesus proclaiming?
1: It was the Gospel of God.
0: Okay, so very important. So on the last verse, Mark chapter 1, verse 15, so what was Jesus proclaiming?
1: Jesus proclaimed that it was the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel.
0: If there was little time, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like Jesus pointing and saying, This is the yeah. time, <laughs> right? Yeah, <there> was... <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> Okay. Dame time <laughs> Yeah. Right. Nowadays it's dame time, but Jesus is pointing, saying, "Now is the time. This is the time." Right. <laughs> yeah. The time okay. of fulfillment. So now let's um, uh, go back to the somehow short gospel, but very meaningful, to um, to go and to understand which uh, phrase or verses struck us the most. Okay, so allow me to uh, to start first, okay, so that we di- dissect it somehow. If we can do it line by line, that is, I think, the, the best of it. So, on Mark chapter 1, verse 12. So, what struck me there is that, okay, one, it's the Spirit drove Jesus. But somehow... What is more striking is that Jesus was drove out into the desert. So, it is striking to me uh, personally because somehow um, Jesus' humanity was shown somehow by being being, uh, drove... uh, uh, driven out into the desert, and also uh, um, having this period of, let's say, being isolated, mm. and and yeah. and human as we are, um, there are still those times that oh, I think I'm in a desert, something like that. It's yeah. like it's right. like I'm, I'm experiencing the 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 desert, uh, something like that. Yeah, so I'm that sure. is why I think that is that is uh, yeah, what is striking to me
1: it, uh, to add to that uh, brother Eugene um, it's kind of like uh, Jesus expe- is experiencing what Job is experiencing uh, if you remember Job uh, he was tested uh, and the devil talked to God uh, Job might be doing this because he got a lot of uh, f- favor from God so God allowed Job to be tested. And it's also very significant here when we say uh, Jesus was driven to the desert because if we go back in the old times, uh, the Israelites, the Jews themselves were isolated in the desert for 40 years before they were able to see the promised land. It's very striking, yeah.
0: Okay, so that is uh, that is uh, for Mark chapter
1: 1, verse 12. Okay. Um. And for me, uh, the one that strikes me a lot here is uh, actually on verse 15. Uh, this time of fulfillment, this is the time of fulfillment, Jesus is saying. Um, this is really timely. Uh, yesterday we talked about the. Uh, there was a talk that we just had, right? Our the covenant, uh, our covenant with God, and what was, uh, what is said here, what is fulfilled? I think when we look back, this is the time of fulfillment, meaning the covenant that God has with His people will be fulfilled. Jesus Himself is the new covenant, where. He, he will fulfill what he had promised uh, to, to, to God's people when he said that this is the time of fulfillment. And not only that, my brothers and sisters who are listening, um, when he said this is the time of fulfillment, he confirmed that uh, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's already here. What should we do? What should we do in response? So, he, Jesus himself said here, Repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, this is really timely when we have this reading during the first Sunday of Lent. Because during Lent, we are called to repent and believe in the gospel. Remember when we had the uh, Ash Wednesday? This is the same words that the priest says repent and believe in the gospel while while making a cross in our forehead
0: okay thank you and going back a little bit uh, into the gospel uh, in Mark chapter 1 verse 13 um, a thing that strikes there is that he was tempted he was allowed to be tempted for 40 days okay for 40 days but Somehow, on the same line, the temptation was there, but somehow, he wasn't, let's say, ultimately alone because there are angels who administer to him. And which is also um, true in our Christian life, though we may feel that we are in a desert, though we may feel uh, tempted at certain points in our life. But rest assured, assured that there are angels administering to us, um, uh, sent by uh, the Lord Himself to help us on every situations in our lives. And somehow, probably you may be able to to look back on 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 uh, each and everyone's life, on your own life, to understand. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I I should. I that is that's not that's not something that I could have done, but the Lord actually have given it to me at that particular moment. Okay, and somehow probably last that is striking to me in Mark chapter one verse fourteen is that Jesus came, but so it, it is not that he was actually. Angry that John had been arrested. Okay. He, he knew probably that it will happen. So he didn't come in angry. right? Whatever happens, happens. But that will not deter him from doing what he has to do. And that is... And, and somehow when he came to Galilee, he is proclaiming the gospel of God. He, he came to have people know more about God, not about Him, right? There is no me time here, but it is more on Him introducing the God, the Father. Okay, Okay. so I think, so with the actually very short but uh, very meaningful uh Uh, gospel. So, I will uh, ask you to summarize the gospel in your own words. As short as it is, but again, I'm explaining this to our listeners that uh, when we summarize the gospel in our own words, it's somehow staging more uh, it connects with us in a more personal way. Okay, So, uh, would you uh, guide us in summarizing the gospel in your own words, uh, Brother Estol?
1: Yeah, uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, to summarize a very short uh, gospel. But anyway, uh, this is how I view the gospel uh, based on my uh, when I'm reading it. Uh, in in this gospel, uh, Jesus was uh, led into the desert where he was uh, tempted. Well. Uh, This is a very difficult task because you are in the desert. Um, In the desert, you may be very hungry, very hot, but the Lord was there. He was tempted. He was hungry. It was 40 days and 40 nights. While if we are humans, it would be very difficult uh, for us if we are hungry over there. And while we are fasting for 40 days and 40 nights Satan was there as well and the wild beast tempting him what doing whatever they they want for him but the angels was there to minister uh, to Jesus himself while he was there suffering and then when uh, Jesus have heard after the 40 days and 40 nights of his um uh, in the desert, when he heard that John was arrested, he came to Galilee and he said it was that this is the time of fulfillment. He would say to the to all the people in Galilee that the kingdom of God is at hand, that they should repent and believe in the gospel. That's my short summary of the gospel for this Sunday.
0: Okay, so thank you uh, Brother Estong for uh, that uh, summary. So after this, we will proceed to the first reading.
1: First reading, a reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 9, verse 8 to 15. God said to Noah and his sons with him, See? I am now establishing my covenant with you, and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark, I will establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set a bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and on the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings, so that the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Okay, so let's understand the text verse by verse. So, in Genesis, okay, we are taken back to Genesis chapter 9 verse 8. So, to whom was God addressing the covenant?
1: God was addressing uh, it to Noah and his sons. Okay.
0: Okay, let's proceed to Genesis chapter 9 verse 9. So, what did God said to Noah and his sons?
1: God uh, told Noah and his sons that God will now make a covenant with them and to their descendants.
0: Okay, so included, included. So this is the time wherein they came out of the ark. So who as uh, who aside from his sons? So who else is uh, God making a covenant in Genesis chapter nine, verse ten?
1: Uh, basically, it's uh, all of them in the ark, uh, including Noah's sons and daughter-in-law, and also all living creatures that were there.
0: Okay, so let's proceed. Okay, so after setting that uh, setting, the the scene in Genesis chapter nine, verse eleven. So. What was the uh, covenant?
1: Um, God made a covenant that He will never uh, destroy again with a great flood, uh, whatever is on the earth.
0: Okay, so um, let's proceed in Genesis chapter 9 verse uh, 12. So what is the sign? The covenant, so the covenant has a sign, and what was it? Uh,
1: The sign was a bow in the clouds.
0: Okay, okay, so the sign was actually, um, uh, okay, answered in Genesis chapter 9, verse 13. Okay, to serve as a sign of the covenant is a bow in the clouds. Okay, in let's proceed in Genesis chapter 9, verse 14. So how will the covenant be recalled? So there is that provision about uh, recalling.
1: Yes, uh, God said uh, whenever He sees a, a bow uh, that appears on the sky. So whenever God brings clouds over the earth and bow appears.
0: Okay, and then and somehow on the last verse, Genesis chapter nine verse fifteen. So uh, it. It actually continues how to recall the covenant.
1: Yeah. So um, whenever God sees the bow, um, God will recall that He will never do the flood again to all um, mortal beings.
0: So it, it actually uh, somehow I was taken. My mind was taken to the let's say apocalyptic. Uh, movies so (laughs) I shouldn't be watching all of those because those are never true (laughs) right okay so um, okay so at this point so at this point so we we will uh, try to look for connections so similarities or significant relationship between the gospel and the first reading okay so uh allow me to um uh begin to make a, a first connection. Okay, so in, in Mark chapter 1 uh, verse 12 in the gospel, so the spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. So that was the setting of, of the of the gospel, but in Genesis chapter 9, verse 8, at the time that God was saying it to Noah and his sons. They were actually somehow uh, driven in the ark, in Noah's ark, and then somehow then they are, let's say, uh, ready to go out. Okay, and then so there, there is um, the, the earth, the, the, the desert was there, the flood on another side. So, there are um, not uh, there are creation that is present on the on the boat settings. Right? Though it wasn't let's say elaborated on the Genesis. But earlier on this one it was after the, the, the flood had subsided and then they come outside. Okay? They were somehow also isolated in itself like Jesus was isolated in the desert Noah and his family members were also isolated inside the, the ark okay together with the animals.
1: Yeah in addition uh, the words probably is out So um, in the gospel it says Jesus was driven out into the desert but here in uh, actually in Genesis they were inside the ark And then God told them to go out so that uh, they have already found land. They were isolated for how many years uh, in the ark. Then they found the land. God said to them, go out from the ark. And then when they go out, it would go to uh, verse 9 in Genesis where the Lord said to them, this is the covenant that I will be making to you. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yes. And then another
0: connection uh, on the gospel that I somehow saw is that there was a temptation to Jesus in the desert. While He was in the desert, He suffered uh, greatly um, being tempted by Satan among the wild beasts. But... Again, in Genesis, right? Their isolation, their time of isolation is somehow, let's say, also full of uncertainties. Yeah. Right? And, and, and they don't know when the, the flood will subside. They don't know. Uh, will, will. There are so many things that is not certain to them at that point. But their trust in the Lord is so strong, especially yeah. Noah.
1: Yeah, especially Noah. Because uh, if we look at Noah was able to hear God's voice. And you are right, uh, Brother Eugene, when you said uh, there's a great temptation, a great test uh, for Noah's faith as well In while they were in the ark. Imagine uh, you were there. You don't know where everything will end up. If, if we have enough food, if we have enough uh, resources for us to live. But God told Noah that there's an end to this. And it's really significant. It's not written here in, uh, in the re- uh, reading. But um, when we go back to the time of Noah, when there was rain, It was actually 40 days and 40 nights. It's the same uh, testing. Jesus was there in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And rain came to Noah's Ark 40 days and 40 nights. It's really that magnificent and how great, uh, how greatly it is related uh, between the gospel and the first reading uh, for this Sunday.
0: And uh, actually, as we have started uh, since Wednesday, the 40 days of yeah, uh, Lent, so <laughs> this is really timely. Yeah,
1: it's really significant <laughs> to have the 40 days. Uh, we, we, we would say sometimes when we have a birthday, right? Uh, for life begins at 40, but it's also really significant in the old days. 40 is uh, a time for us to change, based on the biblical history uh, as you see in the gospel 40 days in the desert 40 days of rain 40 years of our brothers who are in the desert roaming around before they found the the promised land
0: okay and another connection uh, between the the gospel and then the the reading is that the covenant on the reading was explicitly informed, okay. right? So explicit. Last night, I can still vividly remember your your uh, talk about the covenant. And then this is, it is still there. It is still ringing, okay? And, then, and somehow on the gospel, yeah, Jesus is the new covenant. Okay, so he is the he is the uh, fulfillment of the of what the prophets has been has been saying and then now he is talking firsthand to the people and to each and every one of us during this uh big starting Sunday of Lent. Okay. To repent and believe in the gospel.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, uh, Brother Eugene. Covenant uh, really strikes me as well. Uh, in, in first reading, it was, as you have said, explicitly uh, said. Uh, in, in our gospel, it is not stated explicitly there, but that's what Jesus is saying. The time of fulfillment of that covenant that God has given to His people.
0: There is a, um, I don't know if that is a, some play of words when is at hand, okay? Is at hand. A time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Okay, it's in your hands, but somehow later on in Jesus' hands there will be that wood, right? Hmm. Okay, and and somehow in is at hand means there's something that you can do about it. There is something that is asked of you to do, mm-hmm. and and at hand when when you clasp the hands, fold it into prayer, right? That is an invitation, especially during this time of Lent, to to uh, be in a prayer uh, uh, mode, uh, do the the almsgiving, and then the fasting, abstinence in itself.
1: Yeah, I agree, uh, Brother Eugene.
0: And somehow the 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 more detail in the in the Genesis in the reading is that the sign of the covenant. Okay, so there was a discussion there on how what is the sign of the covenant that I will set my bow in the clouds, which is somehow uh, pre prelude into the gospel wherein later on Jesus will also be the sign of salvation when he is in the in the in the cross okay so n- not mentioned here but Jesus is there to fulfill regardless John had been arrested he is there to fulfill right he just finished the being tested so he is somehow uh, ready to to be in that uh, calvary to to fulfill whatever how ever difficult it is that is asked of him to do he will still do it and then somehow it's always it's always um personal speaking personally to each one of us wherein that God is a personal God that. Even if I'm the only person in the world, and in this, in the gospel in the reading, is Noah is the only person there. God still comes and somehow uh, sends His Son to save uh, each and every one.
1: It, it actually aligns, with uh, What what I would believe when I look at uh, the the symbol that God has given here. He said there's a bow uh, in the clouds but as I am reflecting on it uh, during the New Testament somehow the cross would be that new sign uh, for me because whenever you see the cross you are reminded God is reminded I've offered my only begotten son for your sins and as, as we look at the cross with Jesus there, looking at the sacrifices that He has done for all of us, somehow the cross became the new sign.
0: Yes, it's a, a plus sign, right? A plus to us uh, is uh, the salvation for all.
1: Yeah, in addition to that one... Um, Uh, At at this is said in uh, verse 14, right? Uh, whenever God brings uh, clouds over the earth and bow appears, God is reminded. That's how God is very faithful to His covenant to us. He even made an alarm for Himself. It's like an alarm clock. Whenever the alarm rings, Whenever you see the clouds, God is reminded of the covenant that He made to us. By the way, the word covenant, God Himself initiated, not us initiated it to Him, but God Himself initiated this to us. And He also made an alarm for Himself. Whenever He sees the the bow in the clouds, He is reminded of that covenant and I would say God is really faithful to His covenant
0: and uh, somehow fitting as well that we are also starting to have every Thursday the covenant recollection (laughs) so it it really are falling uh, on the same uh, discussions that yeah our own covenant we are also uh, trying to recall okay so at this point, so we will uh, proceed to the second reading.
1: Second uh, reading. The first letter of St. Peter. Chapter 3, verse 18-22 to Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God, put to death in the flesh. He was brought to life in the Spirit. In it, he also went to preach to the spirits in prison, who had once been disobedient while God patiently waited in the days of Noah during building of the ark, in which a few persons, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism which saves you now, it is not a removal of dirt from the body but an appeal to God, For a clear conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to Him. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Okay, so let's uh, try to understand the text verse by verse. So, in the first uh, uh, Peter, chapter 3, verse 18. So, can you describe how Jesus suffered for sins?
1: Uh, Jesus suffered by dying that he might lead the unrighteous back to God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the, I, I so like the, the wordings that the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous. Okay, okay So, that was actually... Uh, the reason right so the reason of Jesus' suffering is
1: to bring the righteous back to God unrighteous sorry
0: and in the next verse First uh, uh, Peter chapter 3 verse 19 so where else did, did uh, he went
1: according to this verse uh, he went to preach to the spirits in prison
0: Okay, and uh, in relations to the days of Noah, so how many persons were saved from the flood during Noah's time?
1: Uh, there were eight in total. Okay. It was uh, Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives.
0: Mm. Yes, but somehow, yeah, eight is also symbolic of somehow infinity. In uh, so, and on the last. Um, uh, verse of 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 21. Uh, so, describe the, the uh, prefigured baptism.
1: Um, baptism is described as not a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone to heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers all subject to him.
0: Okay, so at this point, so we will uh, connect uh, the three readings. So the Gospel, the first reading, and to the uh, second reading.
1: Uh, first of all, I, I think I would uh, interject there the striking words. Uh, it's not very clear, but it's there. Like uh, in verse 19 uh, 19 and 20 where it was said in it he also went to preach to the spirits in prison who had once been disobedient while God patiently waited in the days of Noah imagine my brothers and sisters this is how great and loving God is this uh, persons who disobeyed the call God called them to the covenant God waited for them that they would go before the Noah's Ark was completed God was waiting for them to come but only 8 were saved out of the many people in the world during that time only eight were saved and God was waiting for the rest. They were disobedient as it was said here. They were all disobedient but God waited for them to be in the ark but they were not there. But when Jesus died, He also went. They were already dead. Jesus went for them when he died, he also preached to the spirit in prison. And it was said here that those were the people in the time of Noah who God have been waiting for to go inside the ark. That's how great uh, the love of God is. So
0: um, similarly, there was there was on uh, the gospel there was the, the Jesus was uh, driven out uh, in the desert, okay. and and uh, in the in the first reading, so Noah and his family were isolated in uh, in an ark, and here is um, there is the the mention of prison. So it's like. It is like uh, somehow connected in a way that people uh, somehow experience being deserted. Uh, people also experience being imprisoned in a way on material things, on anything that occupies our time. And then somehow isolated in a way. So those are the things uh, that we still, uh, to this day, um, experience, and and it, it is there written in the in the gospel reading and in the uh, first and second reading.
1: Uh, on verse uh, eighteen, um, brother Eugene, uh, this is really significant because uh, when. When it was said here, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous. Jesus, when he was in the desert, he proved his righteousness. Imagine 40 days, 40 nights. He was hungry. Everything uh, was in the low. But he proved his righteousness just for all the unrighteous he suffered uh, it was said here once but throughout Jesus ministry he suffered a lot even to the point of death once and for all Jesus said while he was in the cross he said father forgive them For they do not know what they are doing. He was the righteous one who for the sake of the unrighteous died in the cross. That the purpose is that all of us would be led back to God. It's a difficult feat to conquer. Jesus even said, What greatest love is, is to die for some friend. This is His example for us. He died that all of us would see and meet and greet and be led back to God.
0: So, yeah, that was actually uh, the... The thing there that the corpus that was written in the second reading that he might lead you to God, okay. So as being led back to the Lord. All uh, and uh, somehow in the in the first reading uh, there was a mention of the the sign of the covenant, which is the bow, and also on the gospel is the is the, the time of fulfillment. Okay.
1: And also, last, uh, I think for me, uh, when we look at all the readings, the one that stands out actually is uh, purification. Um, if we look at here on the second reading, um, we were, um, when... No, when Noah was in the ark and all his uh, loved ones there, people who are sinful was purified. God cleans the world of all the sinfulness brought about by the people. And in the first reading, we were reminded as well, it's the same. Uh, there... He was talking about Noah in the ark. He was talking that there was a, a first reading, right? So in in the first reading, they were reminded that we need the purification for us to see, for us to have the covenant. We were also we are also reminded in the gospel. Jesus is saying, repent and believe in the gospel. So many of the people during that time are actually not living according to God's commands. And so Jesus, the ark, the experience in the ark were all pointing us that we, my brothers and sisters, have to purify ourselves of our sins, have to purify ourselves of anything that is not aligned to God. And I would say this is uh, really timely during the time of Lent. The readings are very timely for us, a reminder for every one of us to repent and believe in the Gospel.
0: Okay, so I think we are now uh, ready to formulate a one-thread message using the connections of the readings. So we call this message Hibla or Fiber. The one-thread message or Hibla expresses the unity of the three readings. So, um, Brother Estong, would you like to uh, propose a thread or hibla for our LBS?
1: Yeah, well, I was uh, reading the first reading, the second reading, and as well as the gospel. uh, I was being led uh, to make an emphasis of what Jesus have said. Um, So, uh, I made a hibla. Uh, Let us hear the cry of the Lord. Repent and believe in the gospel. For He is faithful to His covenant.
0: Okay. Thank you for that one. So let us hear uh, the cry of the Lord. Repent and believe in the gospel. For He is faithful to His covenant. Okay. So then at this point, we will also... Um, be posing a reflection question that is related to the thread. So would you like to um, uh, share a reflection question, pose a reflection question, I mean?
1: Yeah, uh, this one is related to the thread. Um, my que- my reflection question is, how will I respond to the call of the Lord to repent and believe in the gospel?
0: Okay. And, and somehow, as, as a twist, to the reflection question, so we we somehow uh, also try to guide our listeners to answer the reflection question. So so we will also ask some uh, of your time to um, to answer the reflection question.
1: Oh, should I answer the question? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. This is impromptu. How will I respond to? the call of the Lord to repent and believe in the gospel uh, this is a season of Lent and so um, one concrete way uh, to, to repent and believe in the gospel is to spend time in study of the gospel actually to, when we are having this LBS um, it is a great time for me as well to even read some related literature out of this uh, gospel reading first reading and second reading I was led to even reading the whole of Genesis uh, because of this and it would be a good time by my brothers and sisters to read more about what is written in the in the Bible and also spend time uh, in the for us to repent and Grab the chance uh, for the Sacrament of Reconciliation and also do some things in order for us to be like God, like Jesus himself, so that we will be closer to God, his Father.
0: Yeah, Um. If I may uh, add into that one, that if how will I respond to the call of the Lord to repent and uh, to repent and believe in the gospel? One one way is, um, especially during this Lenten season, instead of uh, planning for for an outing, but I think the better way is to plan to be in uh, to join the the. Uh, uh, the uh, visit to, uh, to the churches uh, especially during this uh, period in a prayerful atmosphere. Okay. And uh, also um, we will need to post the Live the Word Challenge. Something that uh, should be smart, uh, simple, measurable, attainable, realistic, and somehow time-bound. So, um, Brother uh, Estong, would you like to uh, propose a Live the Word challenge for our LBS?
1: Yeah, this is very time-bound because uh, this is during the Lenten season. So, um, my Live the Word challenge uh, for for this Sunday and for the rest of Lent is offer sacrifice this Lenten season with the purpose of repenting for our sins and be closer to Jesus who has sacrificed His life. For all of us.
0: Okay, so thank you for that uh, Live the Word challenge. So offer sacrifices this Lenten season with the purpose of repenting for our sins and be closer to Jesus who has sacrificed his life for us. So, and that concludes um, our um, LBS. So, at this point, we will pause for a moment of silence. And in closing, we will pray, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that you allowed us to learn. Thank you for the learnings that we received. Thank you to our guest, Brother Ernesto Estong Berido, for being always available. Thank you for the gift of technology, allowing to reach further to people who needs to hear the liturgy. Thank you to the listeners, as they also make themselves Available to your grace, be with us, and we lift up to you our preparations for the coming Sunday service. All of this we pray through your Son Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, Amen. O Amen. glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, Amen.
0: May the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you for joining us in this uh, episode and we hope that you uh, will join us on the upcoming episodes. Peace.